Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome. To the Libro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Libro Cubicalist. This show is one in which 518 plus episodes in, I discuss the various movies, television, books, games, internets that I have consumed. Why? Why would I do such a thing? There's not really a good reason from your perspective. Why would you want to listen to this, you crazy person? Crazy, and I love you. Uh huh. I do it for myself for the reason that I feel like if I were to just sit down with somebody, say, the missus, for example, and discuss with her all of these things, she would leave me. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that would be the sane thing to do. And unlike me, she is sane. <laughs> so uh, I pour it forth into the internet in the hopes, nay, hopes, huh, that uh, it keeps me from... Uh, uh, driving people insane. Yeah, okay, sure. That that makes as much sense as anything does in this crazy, topsy-turvy world. I will admit, I haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, and I feel off about it. So what I'm going to do is say that you may not have consumed some of this media yourself, so I warn that I might spoil it. Spoiler warning. Also, I'm going to push a button that will start us like this. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Lux, the Lady of Luminosity Lighting. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie of the Verse, League of Legends Origins. Oh, interesting. In League of Legends Origins, Academy Award nominated director Leslie Iwerks. Iwerks? I-W-E-R-K-S. Iwerks. That's an interesting last name. Never heard one like that before. Explores the history of the community that has made League of Legends one of the most played PC games in history. So uh, I have, think I've played League of Legends for a combined five minutes, maybe ten minutes. <laughs> uh, just not my uh, bag of tea necessarily. Uh, I, I do understand the appeal of it, and I have probably watched uh, more of it than that. Even then, it's kind of uh, impenetrable is not a word you can use since obviously it's not since so many people play it uh, and, and it is something I'm fascinated of and also has come into my life in an interesting way in terms of cosplay if you were to google the phrase nerd cane adventures you would see a picture of uh, hundreds if not thousands by this point uh, cosplayers holding a cane for some reason you will also see that cane being autographed by various nerdy celebrities that is all my doing. Yes, I am at fault. Uh, and, and I bring this up because a lot of cosplayers uh, dress as characters of League of Legends. And quite often I say when I record, actually this podcast, uh, I'll do special Nerdcane Adventures episodes. And when I record those, 
Uh, I will quite often say that I will not always know what you are cosplaying as, and I have a feeling that a lot of the time, when I don't know what your cosplay is from, <laughs> I don't know if it's the majority, but definitely some are from League of Legends. So, uh, the, because of the cast of characters in this, I, I'm not sure what it's up to now, but I think it started with like 50, uh, 40 or 50, it was somewhere in that neighborhood, and it's just progressed to, I think it's over 100 now, it's, it's like goddamn Pokemon at this point, well, that's ridiculous amount, and this is nearing that. Anyways, uh, interesting game that I'm sort of fascinated of, uh, interesting doc that was sort of cool to see how it all came about, uh, and how it almost didn't come about, so for that reason, I think rating-wise, I think I can give, jeez, I was gonna go with like five, that, that was my initial thought, I, can I give it a five? Yeah, you know what, I'm going to, why the hell not, uh, I'm, fe I'm feeling in a good mood, this was a fun doc about an interesting subject, five out of five, wow, I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. Uh, moving on to, from 2019, Uncut Gems. Oh, a charismatic New York jeweler always on the lookout for the next big score makes a series of high-stakes bets that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime. This is, of course, starring none other than Adam Sandler, who's got some sort of uh, interesting prosthetic teeth, I do believe, in the movie. Uh, I don't know if this is based on an actual person. It, it sort of has the feel that it is, or a series of events. It, it kind of feels like... Uh, and and that, maybe that's a sign of a, of a good movie, and, and I know this was nominated for a bunch. That sort of feeling of this could happen, despite the craziness of a lot of what happens in this movie. Um, Rating-wise... Hmm. I think I'll go four... Um, which is interesting that I just gave that last one a five, but you know what? These are my ratings, and I'll rate how I want to, rate how I want to, rate how I want to. You would rate how you want to, too, if it happened to you. Oh, God. <laughs> Moving on to Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest, save this podcast, please. Ernest, <laughs> this is, I think, the shortest IMDb description I've ever read. Ernest helps Santa Claus as he searches for his successor. Is this the prequel to the television program Succession? No, but that's a delightful thought. Uh, if you've never seen an Ernest movie, uh, jeez, I don't know what to tell you. You, sh you should watch one, and should this be the one? I don't know, maybe Saves Camp is better. What else do we got? Goes to Jail, that one was good. Scared Stupid. <sighs> don't watch the Africa one, <laughs> obviously. Goes to school, rides again. There's there's a quite a selection. Can you say if you've seen one, you've seen them all? Yeah, to some degree, but uh, it, it's sort of a nostalgic black blast from the past. These earnest movies, and uh, because I hadn't seen this one in a long time, and actually, you know what? The other reason, uh, I don't know, if it's on a podcast or a list somewhere, it was like. Uh, it said Ernest Saves Christmas is a underrated comedy uh, a Christmas movie, and I watched this around Christmas time, so I thought, you know, why not? Rating-wise, yeah, I don't think it holds up, to be honest with you. I, I do remember liking these as a child, and maybe that's how you watch these movies, with a child, and then watch through their eyes. I did not have that, thank God. Uh, so that's why I'm just going to give it a, a, a three. Yeah, you know, enjoyed while watching, but uh, not really have a desire to watch again. Although I have seen this, so, you know, maybe in some years. Maybe I'll rent a child from someone uh, and watch it in a decade. How about? 
Uh, moving on to The Night Eats the World. Oh. The morning after a party, a young man wakes up to find Paris invaded by zombies. This movie was very, very good. Uh, of zombie movies, geez, gotta go my, you know, like probably top five of zombie movies maybe even. I don't know. Uh, I am going to give it a five out of five. Uh, it, it's an interesting take. It, it sort of reminds me a little bit of... Uh, what is that? Last Man on Earth? Um, because this guy is sort of trapped in a uh, apartment complex uh, with like, I don't know, maybe it's got like 10 apartments in it. And he's sort of in there for months, if not like a year or so. A long time. And he's got to sort of uh, go gather his resources from all the apartments, uh, take care of any zombies that might be in, uh, blockade himself in. And I think one of the reasons I like this is sort of a weird one. And, and you know what? I'd like to hear a little audience participation on this, if I may, to any of the resources uh, sources in the closing credits. And that is, when you watch something like this, or just in general, do you think how you would... Uh, survive in this situation like what steps would you take if you had to barricade yourself in an apartment complex um like like he does things that i think i would do like uh, gets all the food and then like makes a note of it and like tracks his eating and, and that sort of thing St stuff like that and gets all the tools ha uh, uh, that he might need keeps those you know very organized I, I think organization is key in a situation like this and he does it well and, and maybe it's that sort of uh, 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 marie kondo organization porn uh, <laughs> combined in a zombie movie that uh, makes this uh, you know, in, in, in one of my favorite zombie movies. So, there you go. These are fast zombies, too, by the way. So, you know, I just mention it. Moving on to The Laundromat. Oh, from 2019. This is an interesting one. Uh, a widow investigates an insurance fraud, chasing leads to a pair of Panama, Panama City lawyer partners exploiting the world's financial system based on true stories? Question mark? Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Uh, yeah, uh, interesting, not necessarily for the subject matter, but for the way in which it was filmed. Uh, hard to describe, uh, so I want you to watch it. And the fact that I'm going to give this movie a 4.9, mm -hmm. I don't know why I didn't give it a full 5, but I'm not going to. Uh, it, it's just like Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman are both characters in the movie and the narrators the the omniscient narrators in the uh, of the film uh very very strange and and and, and beautiful some, some beautiful scenes when they're sort of narrating and coming in and out and there's sort of several stories going all all at once that uh combine at the end uh both well written uh well acted obviously you've got uh, what's your nuts in there meryl streep come on come on um beautifully shot uh just in a fascinating but depressing subject maybe that's why i'm taking the the point one off because uh, uh the subject of people being screwed out of their money and nothing and it all being technically legal is very depressing and we have something wrong with our civilization that needs to be corrected and maybe people watching this movie will rise up and destroy those who do bad
Today's television talk sponsor is the Scratching Post Nightclub. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right, I have uh, two programs. One uh, where I watched one episode and one where I watched five entire seasons. Jesus, that's a lot. Uh, the, 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 we'll, we'll do the, ep- excuse me, the episode first. Um, nailed it, holiday. Nailed it, exclamation point. Holiday, exclamation point. Season two, episode three. I, I watched this for the reason that you know, it's a fine program. I, I don't watch every episode, but this one had Paul uh, Shear as a guest, which was interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and uh, for <laughs> uh, I, I, I must have heard about this on a on a podcast. But uh, for a cooking show, a cooking program, uh, uh, where it's like a game show, to have on an actor. And a bit of a spoiler, he won, uh, was just sort of a, a fascinating, and, and, and the other thing was, it was all, uh, Hanukkah themed, it was a Hanukkah themed episode, which was, uh, you know, interesting <laughs> for, oh boy, um, one thing I like, and, and shows that Paul Shear is a sort of a class act, which, uh, it's, maybe it was obvious that he had to do this. When he won, uh, he won, like, $10,000 or whatever, whatever it was. Uh, he kept the trophy, but then, uh, uh, split the money in half and gave it to the other two contestants. Which I thought, you know, that was a real class act to do something like that. Like, he's, you know, he's, he's a popular actor, writer, podcaster. He, he, he's probably well off financially compared to many. But, you know, he's, he's not a billionaire. $10,000 probably would have been nice in his pockets. Uh, so, you know. I appreciate you, Paul Shear, in this episode, which I very much like. Let's move on to the television program that I watched five seasons of. That was a very pleasant surprise, iZombie. Oh. Uh, yeah, I had heard of it, uh, seen bits and pieces. Uh, uh, Raul, who plays Ravi on the show, uh, is a semi-regular guest on uh, the internet channel Funhouse, on the YouTube channel Funhouse. Uh, so I've seen he's a very funny, likable dude. Uh, and he was, I guess, sort of my into this. I'm like, hey, you know what, should I watch this? Should I watch this? I don't know if it's good or not. Uh, the premise is interesting. A medical resident finds that being a zombie has its perks, which she uses to assist the police. The perks, quote unquote, is that in this zombie world, which is not the one from the movie I spoke of moments before, it's a totally different zombie world. Uh, when a zombie eats the brain, oh, first of all, zombies are... Not like ones in movies in that they're not mindless. They can be if they don't eat brains. If they eat brains consistently, they don't uh, sort of de-evolve, it almost feels like, into that mindless zombie that we know and hate. Instead, they're just sort of, they have white hair, they're very pale, uh, they can't be killed. And for the purposes of this helping police, if they eat a brain they can have flashes of memories from the deceased. Oh, it's almost like, isn't there, and I don't actually know what it's called off the top of my head. There's a, there's another detective show where, um, it's like psychic, the, 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 the detective has psychic flashes. I think there's, there's something like that. It's kind of been done before, but it's never been done in terms of brains, although there was a comic I do remember called Chew, where it was a detective who, uh, uh, I, I don't think he had to eat the brains necessarily, he just had to eat a part of the, uh, was it the deceased or the bad guy, or, I don't know. 
anyways, uh, an in, in, in interesting premise, and uh, uh, it also gives the main actress played by, what is her name, Rose McIver, uh, oh, uh, played by Olivia Moore, she's a goddamn delight and amazing in this role, because the role means every brain she eats, she has to take on the personality of that brain as well, so... Uh, really lets the actors, uh, the zombie actors anyways, um, sort of explore different roles, uh, yet playing the same role throughout the series. So that, that's, that, that was probably very appealing to them, I would assume. Uh, every episode taking on different sort of personality quirks and such. I like it and liked it. Uh, it was a perfect um, have on... While I play video games TV show as well. So uh, high marks for that. Can I go 5 out of 5? I don't think I can go 5 out of 5. But I'm going to give it a solid 4 out of 5. With some fun 5 out of 5 moments. Maybe some boring 3 out of 3 moments. 3 out of 5 moments. But uh, overall I would definitely recommend iZombie. And, and you know what? It never took itself too seriously. In fact there was uh, a, a number of times where they sort of joked about themselves. Uh, uh, breaking the fourth wall a little bit, a teensy bit, a, a minuscule little tiny bit. Conan the Librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is Brand Brand Running Shoes. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, okay, continuing on, uh, somewhat surprisingly, uh, no, is it, uh, I don't know, uh, with Beck, B-E-C, uh, which is book number four of the Demonada series by Darren Shan. Yes, uh, if you listen to my last talk of book number three in the series, I was debating stopping uh, because it was a fine book, but uh, I was sort of losing interest in the series a little bit, a little teensy bit, not quite enough to stop, obviously, but it was getting there. Now... After reading this one, my, uh, my my love of the series has been reinvigorated. Yes. Uh, on that note, geez, can I give it a 5 out of 5? Yeah, I think I can. I, I freaking love this book. Um, it takes place in the same universe, but is a prequel sort of set up for why things are the way they are. I guess is kind of how you would explain it. Um, in the first few books, we're in the quote-unquote uh, modern day, I suppose you would say, where demons exist and are trying to get to our realm. And, you know, there's people who stop them, and uh, there, there's werewolves, and, and to cure your werewolfism, you've got to make a deal with demons, and blah, 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 blah. Now, uh, this goes back to, like, almost, it almost felt like caveman times, like a... a uh, uh, it was probably the Dark Ages. Yeah, that's, that, that's probably more accurate. It goes back to the Dark Ages when uh, uh, demons had made their way... Demons and sort of uh, all the magic of that time that has sort of trickled through legend uh, actually existed, apparently. Um, and we follow Beck, who was like a priestess for her tribe. Yeah, it was all very tribal peoples. And uh very very extreme and this is why i think i'm giving it high marks because of my love of dnd it very much felt like a dnd quest um where these 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 group of people with different powers different uh, abilities uh some of them magic some of them not one of them is literally a druid <laughs> um have to go and uh, uh, get this thing in order to stop this thing from happening you know go from a to b 
to see uh, to complete your quest uh, and, and there's many things in their way there's there, there's traps there's baddies there's uh, 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 puzzles there it, it really had the feel of a D&D like story it's almost as if someone took uh, which I, I, I just sort of on this note I've debated doing this myself and maybe one day I will uh, took like recaps of which I'll have one in next episode, actually. Uh, recaps of D&D sessions and turn them into uh, books, into novels, which is something people do. Uh, in fact, in the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast that I am now a part of, which we'll talk about soon. Um, uh, actually, I think I did talk about my first recording. Um, that's something that they do, is turn sessions into books, which maybe I'll take a crack at that one time. Probably when I run a session, I'll, I'll, I'll use that because I'll have it more in my mind than someone else's session. Anyways, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Beck, who is the titular character. Um, yeah, just uh, really good and, and, and made me want to continue on, which I'm uh, almost, I think, more than halfway done book number five. So uh, book number five went back to sort of modern day. Um, so it's uh, sort of less interesting again. I, I want to hear more of what happened in this world. So there you go game gavin today's game gavin sponsor is wheeler ross and hair tonic thank you for that sponsorship Okay, we're talking Red Dead Redemption 2, chapter 1 and 2 that I have completed now. This begs a question, um, jeez, uh, it's a good game, <laughs> and I enjoyed the time I have played it so far. Uh, Rating-wise, I'll go a solid four with some fun five moments and some boring three moments. Um, now here's my sort of conundrum. I have sort of, after I got to chapter three, uh, uh, I, I my plan is to go back and continue, but every time I say that, the odds of me going back are probably 10%, I feel like. Like, traditionally, historically, when I've stopped playing a game and started playing another game because I felt like I needed a break uh, of the particular game and said to myself, yeah, that's fine, I'll, I'll just play this game for a bit and then I'll go back and play that one after, uh, after I want to play it again. Traditionally most times I don't go back. Now this one does feel different, but then I've think of times in the past where it has felt different as well. So we'll see. Um, I, I, I still have it installed. I, I have plans to play it this weekend, hopefully. Uh, it's just, you know what happened? Uh, I started playing uh, Stardew Valley on the Switch and that like took my brain over uh, and still has it to this point right now. I, I wish I was not recording this. I wish I was playing that. So, you know, it's it, it's fun. Can you say Grand Theft Auto, but uh, on horses? A little bit, sure. If you played the first one, which I uh, got one of my, not too many, but I, I did have a fair number, one of my few uh, platinum trophies I got in the first one, so obviously I played the hell out of that one. Um, I don't know, it just feels like somewhat formulaic, I think. I, if you've played games of this nature, Grand Theft Auto, the first Red Dead... Uh, nothing is exactly blowing me away, sorry to say. And it, 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 I, I think I have heard that things start to open up a little bit uh, in the later chapters. Uh, I've just got to an area where there's like um, 
uh, it's more heavily densely populated, I think. So maybe that'll be some some interest there. Uh, and and something I decided to do once I felt this feeling happening is focus more on just the main story quest. So I, that's that's sort of my plan. If I go back, I'm gonna sort of just do main story unless the side quest sort of really piques my interest. You never know. There was one where uh, a guy wanted me to take pictures of animals and stuff. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do some of the hunting ones. We'll see. We we'll see but uh you know it's a fun game it's a it's a fun incredibly well-made game playing it on pc uh have had the odd hiccup uh i think it's crashed a few times i did have to lower my settings a little bit which is a little disappointing but uh, it wasn't too noticeable so you know there you go uh saving up for a new pc actually so you know maybe that all change as well anyways red dead redemption 2 is a very good game Today's internet intercourse sponsor is spicy and tingly beef hand rep noodles and soup. Thank you for that sponsorship. Item the first and a half, a big fat quiz of the year 2019. Yes, uh, I, I, I watch this every year. They're always amazing. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, six plus host Jimmy Carr, uh, a British comedian uh, personality, whatever you want to call them, folk, sit down and uh, do like a quiz game show. Simple, easy, brilliant. Uh, this one had, of course, a team Richard Iwata and Noel Fielding, who's probably a lot of people's favorite team just because of their uh, chemistry and interestingness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said uh, item one and a half because uh, also, I, and I'm about halfway through, I haven't finished it yet. They also did a big fat quiz of the decade, which uh, uh, I haven't uh, completed yet. So uh, I, I got to watch the, the second half, which is also just incredible. You know, just period. These are, these are always good. Uh, you can find them all on YouTube too, going back uh, quite a number of years. I don't know how many years, but a lot. So this is a sort of classic pity envy situation if you haven't seen them. I pity that you haven't seen them, and yet I envy that now you can go back and watch them all with fresh eyes. Moving on to Doughboys. Yeah, I haven't brought a Doughboys back in a while, uh, but something about the... Oh, shoot, I don't know how to say this word. Xian uh, Famous Foods. X-I apostrophe A-N. Xian? That sounds right. Uh, famous Foods episode. There was something about, like, they're always funny. I always laugh out loud a lot at these episodes, but something about this one. And uh, I, it's almost like I have a feeling. Uh, I, wa I watched, I listened to this on my drive into work the first day back after uh, the holidays, the, the Christmas and New Year's holidays. And I almost feel it was like, uh, 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 something about that combination with this just being an extra funny episode. I was like, driving and crying and laughing <laughs> which is probably dangerous they probably almost killed me you sons of bitches um but uh, just something about this episode really stuck out as a good one among episodes that are always good so i bring it back here and mention it for you uh similarly which is a word i always have trouble with uh funhouse band manager i think there's a two maybe even three episodes available now uh, <laughs> these are so good um 
They play a game called Band Manager, which uh, that really has nothing to do with... <laughs> I mean, that's the sort of backdrop of these videos on the Funhouse YouTube channel. Um, but it's uh, they all dress as various... Uh, dress slash act out as various uh, people in the music industry. And Bruce plays this one guy from... I forget what the band is. And that's actually part of the joke. It's that they all play like incredibly famous... Uh, musicians, you know, your Lady Gaga's and what have you. Um, and, and he always dresses as this one guy from this, uh, I think it's a ska band, and I can't remember his name, and they all make fun that they're all famous, and he is basically a nobody. Oh, I feel bad for the actual guy if he watches that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but they're very, very funny, and I recommend them, and that's what happens in the internet intercourse section of this. I bring back things that made me laugh, usually. Uh, last but not least, Dr. Disrespect plays Escape from Tarkov. Yeah, um, let me first and foremost give a shout out to G Faust. Uh, if you ever watch Twitch, I would recommend subscribing to G Faust, G-F-A-U-S-T. Uh, I watch him every single day before bed. Yeah, he plays Escape from Tarkov, which is a video game. It's a very, uh, difficult, uh, first-person shooter that's sort of very tactical, very technical. It's almost like a simulator. Uh, I've played it. Uh, I'm not good at sh shooting games. Uh, I have poor aim and control, but uh, it's it's a fun. And, and then it's sort of inventory management, and uh, GFOS in particular is, is just very... He's Canadian, like myself, and also just very, very chill and, and sort of... It's not quite ASMR, but uh, I would understand if maybe you did feel a little of that, uh, a little of that ASMR tingle, because he's he's very you know, sort of soft-spoken and just playing this game, running around. Well, he does. That's the thing. You don't really want to run around and shoot people. You got to sort of take it easy, be tactical about it. Uh, don't make too much noise, or people will hear you. Um, anyways, uh, Dr. Disrespect has picking this game up, so uh, it was interesting to see his sort of much more frenetic gameplay style come into this game, which is, uh, I think he's sort of learning that you can't really do that in this game for the most part. Also, <laughs> it was interesting after watching G Faust for, you know, basically every day. Uh, and see how good he is at the game and all, all his knowledge and, and how it pays off when playing compared to someone who has never played. Uh, very, very frustrating <laughs> to watch someone not good at a video game um, when you know how to be good. And you could tell people in the comments who knew how to play were giving him tips and tricks and eventually he was getting frustrated at that. Uh, just sort of a frustrated man in general, seemingly, <laughs> his doctor disrespect. Uh, so it was sort of very interesting to compare the two. Uh, if you're looking for some fun and interest in freneticism, that might be a word. Hmm. Uh, watch, you could watch Dr. Disrespect play this game. Now, if you want to see how someone who's really good at it and can do it in a sort of calm and relaxing before bedtime manner, definitely watch G, G Faust. I would recommend him very highly. Moving on to, oh, what's this? A b -b 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 bonus? Today's cleanup conversation is spo uh, sponsored by Gold Bond Medicated Powder. 
Doctor recommended. Thank you for that sponsorship in which we are talking Doctor Who Season 12, Episode 1. Holy shit, it's back. It's back, baby. Uh, so, in probably cleanup conversations or television talks, depending on how things uh, play out, I will have Doctor Who uh, to talk about for the foreseeable future. Uh, also, we'll have Star Trek Discovery and then Star Trek Picard. Oh man, these things are going to get... I find with like w with a show like iZombie, I'm not going to come and talk about every single episode. Uh, I could do the entire se uh, series, basically, in uh, one go. Uh, nail, uh, but when it comes to things like Doctor Who or Star Trek, where I have so much to say <laughs> and, 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 and so excited about individual episodes, uh, I usually will do episode by episode quite often. And that's probably what's going to happen for the foreseeable future until, you know, the season's over and then we have to wait forever again. Whew. Okay, so... Uh, uh, Skyfall, or no, Skyfall, what's it called? Spyfall. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Spyfall, episode, uh, one, I should say, because, uh, I have episode two queued and ready to watch. I'm gonna watch probably the second I stop recording this. So, so very good. Uh, feels like a bit of a return to classic Doctor Who of action, fun, uh, some, some silly comedy, and very big stakes. Uh, and just on that note, I cannot think in television. Uh, I, 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 geez, how do I say this? Uh, in terms of cliffhangers, there. I don't know if anyone does it better than Doctor Who cliffhanger episodes. And I don't know if there has ever been a a better cliffhanger than this episode. Um, basically. It, it, it just boggles my mind that they could get the episode to end at such a point where uh, it, it feels like everyone is going to die. <laughs> uh, and, and then somehow, some way, they're going to bring it back from that. Like, literally, and I won't give too, too much away, literally... Uh, most of the cast <laughs> of the show is on a plane that is on fire and speeding towards the ground. Yeah, like on, like on a jumbo jet that has just basically exploded in midair, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, and is speeding towards the ground. And then that's how the episode ended. And then the... Uh, insane. Insane. Uh, Stephen Fry made an appearance. So that's awesome right there. Just sort of period. Love him. Uh, uh, um, okay, once... Uh, no, should I not spoil it? I, I did warn of, warn of spoilers at the top, and I warn again here. Uh, the Master? Holy shit, I did not see that coming. You know what, I, I will say, the guy who was playing uh, the Master in this, I did have an inkling early on that he was evil, uh, but I had no idea he was this evil. Oh, so, so good. I love it. Uh, I, I, it's, it's hard to talk about. <laughs> I almost felt like, and, and I almost did this. Maybe I'll do it. Uh, should I? Nah, probably won't. Um, I almost felt like doing like I did with a couple of Star Trek episodes where immediately after watching, I recorded uh, the episodes. But uh, that's a lot of work and hard to do. And I don't get paid for this. <laughs> Folks, uh, we did it. That's the end of the episode. Me saying I don't get paid for, for this and uh, uh, blowing you off. Yep. It's nice. To be nice. To the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. 
You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.